You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, September the 8th, 2017, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. Joining us this morning is John Embry. Eric Sprott is out this week, and most of you probably know John. He's one of the legendary partners of Eric's at Sprott Asset Management, and it's great to get an opportunity to visit with him. So, John, thank you very much for joining us today. It's my distinct pleasure. This weekly wrap-up segment is brought to you by Sprott Money. We're an accredited Royal Canadian Mint Bullion DNA dealer. So please visit SprottMoney.com to learn more. John, it's been a fun week. It's uh, Eric picked the right time to step away. Gold's up about 2% on the week, $25 or so. Silver's up maybe $0.40 cents on the week. There's a lot of things going on politically, geopolitically. Nonetheless, so that's a pretty good week, wouldn't you say? I'd say it's pretty good. You know, the fact is that it's still meeting resistance from the usual suspects because the shorting has picked up, and they are trying to contain this move. If you look at the longer-term charts and gold and silver, they are powerful, and they can support moves of many, many, almost you know, two- or three-fold. So I, I, I think we're on our way in a, in a new bull market, but the fact is it will be resisted to you know, as much as they can possibly get away with. Kind of the same old game, isn't it, John? I mean, absolutely. The banks are in there just creating as much new uh, paper gold as they need to to feed to the specs and tamp down price. That's exactly what's going on. So, do you think, though, as we look at it, uh, you know, the charts are always the most beneficial with hindsight, it seems. And if you look back, uh, the way price is now broken out on the chart, on the daily chart, the weekly chart, the monthly chart, do you think? We can officially now go back and proclaim that period back in December 2015 as, as the end of that bear market and a new bull market began? Oh, I, I think without question. I, the fact is just how quickly it moves in the short run. But the longer-term charts are as powerful as, as I've ever seen. And I, they support, as I said earlier, you know, huge moves. And when they come, I think people will be surprised at their magnitude. That's usually how it works. You're absolutely right. Uh, Let's talk about some of the underpinning, uh, I guess, fundamentals for this. We're seeing a tremendous move down in the dollar this year. The general thought was that, you know, it was king dollar all over again back a year ago. Now the dollar is down 11 or 12 percent year to date, John. What do you make of that trend? Well, basically, I think the dollar is hugely over-owned internationally. I think probably on a trade-weighted basis, it's still a snick overvalued. And the U.S. financial problems are multiplying, and you put all those things together, and I think the dollar is taking out some significant support here. And if you look at a chart, I mean, you could see it drop from, say, in the 92 area down to about 80 without too much room. So it'll be interesting to follow this over the next uh, several months. Yeah, you know, we watched that in 2014 as it went from 80 up to 100. And that was considered to be disinflation and bad for commodities. Well, now we're going the other direction. You'd think that would be inflationary and good for commodities. Well, I think it is. And I think you're seeing it certainly in the industrial metals recently. I've been amazed at the power in things like copper and palladium and zinc and what have you. So, yeah, I I think it's underway. When you look at those industrial commodities, you know, John, so much silver production comes from the production of other base metals. Uh, that is know, correct. Do you, do you see that as being a positive uh, for silver, but also for gold and for the mining shares as well? 
I think down the road, you know, I'm not a great bull in the global economy, and I think demand for some of the industrial metals will be, you know, not that robust, whereas demand for gold and silver will accelerate. I, I can't see silver production being maintained at anywhere close to current levels over the next few years. So I mean, that's going to be a huge positive. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of folks making that, you know, the above ground silver stocks, uh, gold supply is getting tight. It seems as well, not as much uh, supply as there is demand on a yearly basis. Uh, it puts us in an interesting spot fundamentally too, doesn't it? Without question. And I mean, the thing that goes, it should be really noted is the amount of gold that has left the West to go to the East over the last 15 to 20 years. I mean, we're going to wake up one day and they're going to be making the rules. Right. Exactly. I think we all anticipate that that day's coming uh, maybe sooner rather than later. Um, to that end, I want to ask you about a rather interesting development this week because we've had some interesting stories down here uh, in the U.S. politically as well. Uh, one, there was a story yesterday that President Trump thinks we should just do away with the debt ceiling charade altogether and have no shackles on the amount of debt we can create. Mm -hmm. And now a couple days before that, we had the news that suddenly Stanley Fisher, the second man in, man number two at the Fed, let's put it that behind Sheriff Yellen, uh, Stanley Fisher suddenly wants to resign and, and, uh, and step away in October. Interesting how these things are all happening at once. Well, I think it is interesting, and I mean, the fact is that they might as well do away with the debt ceiling, because there is no way the U.S. can rein in their debt without causing a massive depression. So consequently, what, let's not go through the charade of debt ceilings. We know it's going to be abrogated. And secondly, I read a long interview uh, within the last six weeks with Stanley Fisher in the Financial Times, and reading between the lines, he clearly was not happy with the direction this was taking. And I am not at all surprised that he has decided to pack it up because I don't think he wants to be associated with what's coming. He's a very smart man. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Chair Yellen's tenure is going to be up in a few months as well. It looks like we might get a massive turnover there. It'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of folks Trump wants to put in. Well, Trump can certainly put in whoever he wants. And I mean, basically, you're talking, as you know, quite a bit about Gary Cohn. Now, that's been denied. But I think it's going to be a totally different Fed before this is all over. Speaking, though, of the Fed, the current Fed, uh, next week might be at least somewhat quiet because in a week from Tuesday, about whatever that is, 11 days from now, we get the beginning of the September FOMC meeting where everyone is expecting not so much another interest rate hike, but perhaps some word on uh, this alleged balance sheet reduction. Uh, what do you make of that pending, uh, let's see, let's call it news item that's coming up a week after next? Well, to me, it's all just verbiage. Basically, they can't shrink their balance sheet unless there's some other entity which they'll create somewhere that will be you know, picking up whatever they're getting rid of. It's just basically they have to be in the market to support these markets. So somehow, if they're not doing it, somebody else will be doing it. So, I mean, I don't think it means anything in reality. It's just all smoke and mirrors. So as you look at it, John, as we begin to wrap up, uh, given – all the years that you followed these markets and successfully traded and, and made money, uh, managing money uh, in these markets, in the precious metals, in the mining shares, how do you feel in general? I mean, we've seen prices come down. We've seen we had that rally last year that then we gave it all back. Uh, is this a, a good time for folks to be adding shares and adding metal? Uh, just in, in general, as we look at the end of the year and into next year, where do you think things are headed? 
I have said for some time now, Craig, that this may turn out to be, in retrospect, the single best opportunity to acquire physical gold and silver and for some real terrific leverage in the near term, the shares, which are, I think is cheap in relation to the bullion as they ever get. And as I, I said before, like when I managed gold funds, I mean, I had m- numerous occasions when I was up over 100% in less than six months or six to 12 month periods. I don't think I've ever seen a better opportunity than right now. So I think people better be taking advantage of this uh, bargain sale. Sounds good to me, my friend. Well, thank you very much for your time. It's been great to visit with you, John, and it's great to get your perspective. And at this point, I I thank you for everything and and, uh, wish you a great weekend. Thanks so much, Craig. I appreciate it. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.